Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. Cash Call, everybody. Dale Archdegan, Brian Curtis, back again in 2024 for the first uh, episode of Cash Call. Aren't you excited? I'm excited, Brian. Excited. You know, I'm... Uh, I say screw 2023 it's over and uh, <laughs> let's have a great 2024 you know there and by the way I know there's plenty of people who had amazing 2023s and then average and then there's some people maybe not so much but uh, yeah let's just go have a great 2024 I, I don't know about you but I'm really focused on all the positive news I'm hearing um, and it's it's that's hard to find positive news like I don't that's not something I hear a lot. So I've been hearing a lot of it. Interest rates are going to drop three to six times next year. There's a high demand. Uh, I'm seeing, I think we saw almost 7% appreciation over 2023. They're expecting another four to 6% appreciation in 2024. I'm ready to sell some real estate, you know, and have a great year. So. Yeah, no kidding. I, me too. It's like as business owners, it's just, we get up and we do it. This is what we do. And we're going to keep doing it. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's what I do. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep contributing to other people and and find ways to, to improve and uh, hit my goals, right? Because, you know, my goals can't be dependent on the market and it can't be dependent on the whims of, uh, of, of real estate or the inventory or the interest rates or any of that stuff. Yeah, I love that. We had a big discussion today on our team meeting about this is, and this is a great thing for any of those of you who are watching. I want you to go back to 2021 and everyone had a great year in 2021, everybody, but most people just killed it in 2021 relative to other years. What would you do differently is a great question. And what can you do to ensure as the market gets better and better in 2024 that you're ahead of it, not behind it? In other words, you know, are you using the right scripting? Are you are you calling the right people? Are you using the right marketing so that you don't go, holy crap, a whole bunch of houses sold and I wasn't participating in that? Get ahead of this whole thing, because I think there was a lot of people who got caught behind in 2021. And I'll also I also said this is where do you have control? Because I, I you know control is always a bad word, but it's not for me. I think control is amazing. I don't want to control other people, but I want to control my income. I want to control my day. I want to control those things. And so how do you get that? What are the things that you've got to do so that you have a great 2024? And, and anyway, I'm I'm excited. Hey Dow, Dow, you're muted. I was going to say, I got some fresh new branded swag for 2024. So I'm super excited. I don't know if That's you can awesome. got t shirts too. Loving it. Yep. So when I'm not in my office with the big light bulb behind me, I can be here, uh, you know, branded on camera. Uh, but uh, well, let's get to it, man. Let's give these people some sales training. So what, what call do you have for us today? Yeah. I've got a, it's a relatively short call and it really is about, how do I say this about understanding the basics of what are important in a phone call? I can tell you, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll give away a little bit. There was probably nothing this agent was going to do to have success on this call, but that it doesn't mean there isn't something that we can learn from it. At least that's my perspective. So yeah, um, I'll go ahead and share this. Share I, think that can be, I think that can be really helpful because there's a lot of times when we get into sales conversation, conversation. Where we're like, where oh we're like, God. oh my no. God, I don't know what to do here. I don't know how I can fix this. So let's hear it. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I added the, the name out at the beginning, so it'll be a little clunky. Hello, this is Terry. You hear it? Hey, Terry. This is how you doing today? I'm good. Thanks. Good. 
did you just do a, a, a inquiry on Realtor.com? I I did, yes. Okay, that's why I'm reaching out. I actually haven't uh, received any of your personal information or what you were looking at yet, but uh, just calling to see how so I'm just going to pause it there, Dale. Um, I'm going to start with the thing. It's a it's 2024. Um, here's my very first piece of advice: for the love of God, learn your intro scripts, because it is literally the first introduction that you can you can have to somebody. And you know, somebody asked the other day is, and and I would love to hear your version of this too. Is there's a lot of people. This isn't what this call is, but there's a lot of people who are going to be calling through there. Let's use just the term pawns or leads that acquired over the last 12 to 24 months. And if you call them up and go, Hey, this is Dale just checking in. They're going to be like, about what and why and who are you? And I, you know, cause 18 months ago they made an inquiry about something. So I'm going to suggest that that's probably not the best way to go. So I will say this, I wrote a very simple script on, on lab coats the other day, and I'm sure you use a similar one. Hey, it's Brian Curtis, just reaching out, checking in with you to see if you're considering making a move in 2024 or, you know, last year you guys were just window shopping. Some version of that, I don't know what you're telling people to do, but I mean, hopefully people are calling their their old leads, if you will, from 2023. So love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. The only thing I would add to that is some sort of context. Like, hey, we spoke early in 2023. I wanted to sure. see if you had any plans to make a move or if you ended up purchasing or if you ended up selling, whatever it is, right? If I'm calling buyers, if you ended up purchasing, if I'm calling sellers, if you ended up selling. Uh, but I would use some kind of context because I'm pretty confident that even if you didn't speak to them at some point in 23, you or your automation reached out to them and it will set up that little bit of mystery in their mind to say, maybe I shouldn't totally crap on you because maybe we did talk. Right. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I'm, I'm reaching out to people who have made inquiries in 2023. I love where you added that in. You know, we we spoke last April. If, if you're looking at that's even better. You know, we spoke oh, yeah. last April, you know, and how do you know that? Well, you look at your CRM. So, you know, <laughs> it's right there in the CRM. <laughs> so anyway, I just think it's really a powerful opportunity because it, I don't agree with this, but I also know it's true. I don't change my life on January 1st. Okay. I don't, it's the same as it was a week ago, a month ago, two months ago. I don't make massive changes because the calendar changed. I make massive changes for other reasons, but so many people go, yep, I've screwed this whole year up. Um, I'm going to look at things differently now. Okay, great. There's, but there's an actual mindset for the next 30 days that you should take advantage of. Don't you agree? Oh yeah, absolutely. You, you never have more energy than you do on say January 1st. Uh, maybe when you're like, going into the fall and you're like, oh my God, I spent too much time over the summer screwing around and I'm not on track for my goals. Usually I'd say beginning of January and like around the beginning of August, September is usually where I see the biggest spikes in activity. Yeah. So, you know, think about it from the perspective of the client too. You're reaching out to them and saying, hey, you made an inquiry about real estate last year and it sounds like, you know, you didn't do anything. If they tell you that, great. So is it going to be different this year? Ooh, you know, I mean, now you can't say that in July. You can, but it's not effective. So I have a question for you, Brian, with this call, was this an old realtor inquiry or was it a new realtor inquiry out in it, it was new. I just got sidetracked and started talking new. about that. Okay. I want to, <laughs> so. I want to help. I want to give advice on this guy's entry. The, part, the parts that he did weren't bad, but you can do it much more succinctly. So 
I know that if you come from whatever lead source it is, I'm going to cite the lead source, say there's no info, and ask you a question I want answered, right? So if I call you up, it's going to be ring, ring, Brian. Ring. Hey, this is Brian. Hey, Brian, this is Dale Archdeacon. Uh, listen, I see that you inquired on Realtor.com about a property, but they haven't sent over all the information yet. I wanted to see what property you were interested in, right? Super Perfect. simple. Very clear. Here's who I am. Here's what I'm doing. Here's what you did. Here's what I want to know. Yeah. And so if we let's listen to this again, listen to the uncertainty in the agent's voice. And I know that's like not something everyone's paying attention to, but uncertainty comes across as not confident. It comes across as I don't know what I'm doing. It comes across as I'm new. So just it, listen to the uncertainty. It, it also comes across as stranger salesperson. Good right? point. That's the other people that do that. The only other people who call you without a clue as to whether you're the right person or what they want to ask you are people who are trying to sell you something. Yeah. So listen to that and note that. And by the way, it's a great thing to listen to for your phone, your own phone calls. As you're listening to them, do I sound confident? Would I buy from me? Would I work with me? Would I ask me more questions or would I hang up on me? It's a really good question. So listen to his voice. Hello, this is Terry. Hi, Terry. This is how you doing today? I'm good. Thanks. Uh, did you just do a, a, a inquiry on Realtor.com? I I did, yes. Okay, that's why I'm reaching out. I actually hadn't uh, received any of your personal information or what you were looking at yet, but uh, just the calling to see how I'm. Oh, so sorry for the in hot spring. Uh, sorry, my yeah. radio just reset itself and was on full blast there. Um, but yeah, was there a property you were interested in taking a look at? So he recovered yeah, there. Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to reach out to the listing agent. You're you're not the listing agent for that property. It's, it looks like it's Empower Home Team. Okay. No, I'm with Curtis Realty Group, and our, our team serves yeah. like a third party for, for Realtor.com. But... So before that, when he said, I wanted to reach out to the listing agent, looks like you're not the listing agent's Empower Realty. I would have I would have just asked a question. I wouldn't have said, no, I'm with Curtis. I would have said, right. got it. What did you have questions about the property or would you like to go see it? That would be my question back to him. I'm not even going to get into the who's who unless you drag me back into it. Right. Yeah. Because half the time, you know, it's funny. I was taking a class on objection handling. And one of the one of the ways to handle an objection is to completely ignore it. Yes. I mean, it is. It's an actual technique. Now, those of you who are listening going, great, I've just got my technique every single time. No, you use it with judgment. <laughs> but in a situation well, like this, you ignore it, right? I learned I learned that a long time ago when I was doing mortgages, actually. And I went to my clients and some bad thing had happened. I went to my clients and I told them the bad thing that had happened. And I go to my manager and told my manager that I told them the bad thing that happened. He said, why the hell did you do that? You didn't need to do that yet, right? We wait to see if the bad thing goes away. We ignore it until we have to deal with it, right? Until it is it is uh, an absolute. And I was like, oh, okay. Same thing applies to uh, objections. Sometimes you can just keep on going. You know, if the guy said, hey, I wanted to talk to the listing agent. You're not the listing agent. You're this other agent. Well, you haven't stopped the conversation yet. You didn't say we can't talk. I'm just going to move to the next question and see if we can forget about all that. Right. Because honestly, if you follow the other path, it's, it's a definite no. Right. Yeah. The other right. path is Now I got to argue with you about why you shouldn't talk to the listing agent or why you shouldn't want the thing you think you want that I don't even know you want yet. 
yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll see how the rest of it goes. And, and, and it, again, it kind of becomes irrelevant, although there was opportunities for this agent to practice the things that you and I talk about. He didn't take those opportunities. So that was the first opportunity. Now we'll hear more of the second opportunity. Uh, I'd be happy to, yeah, I'd be happy to reach yeah. out to the list agent for you. Um, is there no, some- I, I can I can do it. I, I own the property, so it's it's no big deal. I'm not looking to buy it. I just want to oh, reach out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, probably nothing you can help me with. I'll, I'll reach out to them directly. Wait, I got you. So you're actually he owns the property, and he doesn't know who his listing agent is. He he says he does know who it is. He'll just reach out to him directly. So I don't know why this guy. And again, the end result of this phone call, there really wasn't anything we could do. But there's really good examples of what you could have done better anyway. So. You know, and I will say this, every single phone call, no matter if you use the perfect script, the tone, we use the, everything that Dale and I talk about, sometimes there's an objection you can't overcome, like, I'm not going to buy my own property. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but yeah. I think the value for people listening to this and the value for us listening to it, the educational piece is when that guy said, I was reaching out to the listing agent, you're not the listing agent you don't really have to get into that monkey knife fight if you unless he pulls you into it you can just move yeah. on to your next question right in which case i suggested did you have questions about it or what would, would you like to go see it right let's just see if we right. can yeah so you know my two takeaways from this phone call what dale just said and then work on your intro scripts remember you only get one chance to make a first impression you only get one opportunity to not fumble and bumble into that phone call so yeah. Even if you don't have a perfect script, go in with confidence, go in like you mean it. And for the love of God, he didn't do this, but for the love of God, don't blame third parties. Like what Dale said was fine. Hey, I haven't gotten the information. Realtor.com will be sending me that soon. That's fine. But don't do this. I've seen it over and over again. Well, Realtor.com, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And I don't know. Da, 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 da. Guys, they trust Realtor.com. That's why they filled the form out. Don't bash on them. Um, because now there's 50-50 chance where they're going to go on that. They're going to go, oh, this guy's full of crap and he's not good at his job. Or, okay, Realtor.com sucks. But it's a it's a toss-up. And one in one situation, you lose the client. Yeah. Uh, man, I was going to make another point and then I forgot what it was. Um Yes. Well, I had a brain fart, man. Anyway. Right. What do you got for us today, Dale? All right. So I have a student, one of our students, Matt. Uh, we'll leave out his last name. Uh, but this is a call from Matt. And so I'm excited to give Matt some feedback uh, that he can, that, that'll help teach everybody. And awesome. uh, you know, this is a situation where it's somebody that registered on the site, not super motivated and kind of resistant to salespeople. And so we'll listen to this. Nice. Share sound. Here we go. Okay. Hello, Sheena. It's Realty. How are you doing? Um, good. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. Uh, who's that? It's Realty, you just registered on my website. Take a look for some uh, homes for sale in Oakville. Okay, so I was just thinking. trying to look look for something. I'm, um, I'm just having a look. That's it. Absolutely. And that's exactly what my website's designed for. Are you local to Oakville? So that's good. So he tried to Perfect. do his intro. She cut him off. 
She said, I'm just looking great. That's what my website's designed for. Excellent. And then he pivots quickly into a question. So let's hear the question he pivots into. My website's designed for. Are you local to Oakville? Yes. Oh, perfect. What part of town are you in? Yeah, are you local to? So obviously as an accent, uh, we ask, do you live in whatever? But he said, are you local to whatever? Great present tense question. One of the three safe questions that we teach when somebody says, I'm just looking around. So, so <laughs> far, thankfully, our student is nailing it. So let's hear where it goes from here. Um, I'm um, at the West Oak side. Oh, nice. Me too. How much the West Oak trails. And uh, in terms of... I have a suggestion I want to give. Let me back it up just a little bit. How are you in? Yes. Oh, perfect. What part of town are you in? What part of town are you in? So here's my suggestion. This went okay. We see the big gap. If you're looking at my screen, there was a gap between him asking what part of town she was in and then her thinking about, do I want to give you this answer? That's literally what happened there because she was like, okay. I don't want it. What's that, Brian? I said interesting. Yeah, she knows what part of town she lives in. She's, She's aware yet. She knows where she lives. Here's the thing. He asked her what part of town she was in. She's already resistant to the salesperson, says, I'm just getting started, right? Just looking. He asks, what part of town are you in? Very good technique on his part, but he should have read how resistant she was and not ready she is. And that gap that she gave was, do I want to give this salesperson more information to continue this conversation, or do I want to end it? So here's my only suggestion, super easy. He says, hey, are you local to the area? She says, yes. Tell her where you live first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? Oh, that's fantastic. I I'm in Glenside. I've been here for like six years. What part of town are you in, right? Start there, give first. It'll make it less weird and a little bit like more of a normal human interaction where she now is kind of obligated to give you her information. Right. I mean, so think about this. Let's, let's pretend that, uh, so Dale and I meet for, you know, the very first time we meet, we don't know each other. I can tell you right now, I'm going to tell Dale I'm from Buffalo, New York. Now I'm not from Buffalo, New York. I'm from a small town, 20 minutes outside of Buffalo, New York. So if Dale says, oh, I grew up in that area. Where are you from? He might go, oh, I'm from East Aurora and you're from Orchard Park. And all of a sudden we're having a conversation. That's a regular conversation. He's suggesting we do the exact same thing with this lead. Oh, cool. I live on the west side. Where Whereabouts do you live? Yeah. It's a natural also, conversation. Yeah. It also is more comfortable if you tell them where you are first. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Exactly. Then if you just blindly say, what neighborhood do you live in? Right. And they're like, Ooh, strange. Hold on there. Strange salesperson. Yeah. <laughs> What's your address? I'll be at your house this afternoon. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, exactly. Just give me the last four of your social. That's all I need. So, so yeah, no, I love, I love that. Give them, give a little bit to give a little, you know, the law of reciprocity will kick in. Give it, give a little bit first, especially when they're resistant. Mm -hmm. um, because I'm telling you what went through her mind was, do I really want to continue this conversation with a salesperson? Yep. Um, I'm um, at the West Oak side. Oh, nice. Me too. How much the West Oak trails? And uh, in terms of uh, 
you're just taking a look for now, right? You're just uh, kind of getting a bit of background of the research. If you don't mind me asking, what prompted you to start looking at home? Now, you clearly, he was clearly saying things to try to think of what to ask next. Mm -hmm. uh, so then he comes up with a question. I'm just having a look at the uh, website itself. I have not made up my mind about anything. I'm just doing the research, nothing else. Yeah. Now. That's the second time she's saying, I'm just having a look. I'm not doing anything else. My suggestion, what I would do is I would, I would do a get real with her. Okay. I would call it out. I would call out the elephant in the room. I'd be like, Kayla, I, I understand. I'm a totally strange salesperson. I get it. You're not ready to talk to a salesperson. No problem. I'm not here to sell you anything. Uh, in fact, I can just help point you in the right direction or get some answers that you're looking for with no obligation. And then I'd roll into my next question. So which would be, what would your next question be? Yeah. So in that case, it would probably be how long have you been on the West? How long have you lived in the West side and what yeah. do you like about it? Right. Sure. That's so you're present tense, right? I'm going to stay super present tense because she's very resistant to future tense right now. Right. Where yeah. do you want to move? Why do you want to move? When do you want to get there? What do you want to buy? She's hyper resistant to that stuff. So I'm just going to stay present and try to have a friendly, you know, neighborhood barbecue conversation with her. And, and that's important because I can tell you where I want to go. I want to do exactly what you just said. Hey, by the way, relieve all pressure in a perfect world. And I know you may not know this yet, but when would you like to move? That's where I want to go. But don't go there. Because you don't have enough rapport. You don't have enough, you know, so I, what I'm saying is have patience. Sometimes you have to be patient. And that's really what Dale's talking about. How do I stay in the present tense? How do I get her to go? All right, this guy's not a jerk. He's not trying to screw me over. He, he's not trying to sell me. So whatever it is, so yeah. that I can actually ask good discovery questions. And by the way, what do you like about it is still a great question because it can let you you can you can follow that question up with after she talks well what is it that you don't like about it oh i don't yeah. like this or this or this or this oh yeah. so when you buy your next house and i know you don't know when that is yet what are some specifics that you want to make sure you get this time versus last i mean it, it, you got to walk her down a path is what i'm saying so yeah yeah absolutely uh i think that the biggest thing that, that listeners could take from listening to this call is picking up how resistant she is to this guy and so that's why we got, that's why we got to go slower. It's like, oh, uh, this is too fast. Uh, let me slow down. Oh, let me slow down a little more. Right. So that I can actually stay in this conversation. Cause she's literally convinced that this guy is here to sell her something or to get her to move forward. Right. Um, it's painfully obvious when you listen to the way she's talking to him. Yeah. And, and I want to say this, and this is, uh, beginning of my career, this call wouldn't have lasted this long for me. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I probably I would have gotten hung up on with this call. Okay, I don't know if I'd have gotten there, but my point is no, it wouldn't I, have gotten this far. <laughs> I would have gotten hung up on because I would have kept going after. When do you want to buy? Where do you want to buy? How much do you want to spend? But yeah, I know you're not ready, but when you do, where do you want to? Right? I would have kept hammering on the when do you want? What do you want? And when do you want it? And how much button? Yeah. And that's why, you know, when you guys are making phone calls, what is your objective of that phone call is an important question to ask yourself. 
I want to build rapport with somebody who's going to be a long, a, a, a client six months, 12 months, 18 months from now could be a great goal of a, a call. And it's going to change how you approach it. If the only thing you're looking for is right now business, then you're going to be like Dale and I, we're going to get hung up on. So, you know, understand. Uh, and I always make this joke. One of my best things that I can coach is all the stuff I did wrong. So I can tell you not to do it. And that's not the only thing, but there's there's some legitimacy to that. So if you're a person who's listening to this call and go, man, I wouldn't have made it this far. Good lesson. <laughs> Let's see what happened after this, because we're about ready to wrap up here. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. No, I understand that. Yeah. Um, and in terms of uh, currently, do you rent or do you own your own home? Mm. I am uh, on a rent. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. And uh, do you like the area? There we go. That's good. Uh, yes, I'm liking the area. Are you looking at staying in kind of the, the, the north part of uh, Oakville? Uh, yes. Awesome. And uh, in terms of uh, kind of who you're, uh, you, you, you kind of looking to make the move move with, is it just yourself or do you have some family members as well? No, I'm, uh, I'm staying with the family. Oh, nice. So you're looking at this. This guy's doing a great job with like, oh man, she's, she is tough, like super dry. I feel like she's, she's getting a little warmer, meaning like a little less resistant because he sounds like such a nice guy. Um, I, I, you know, in the moment, I don't think that he could have done better, frankly. He's Monday, doing great. Yeah, he's doing great. Monday morning quarterbacking it, I think that the only thing he could do is try to push in a little bit more rapport, maybe a personal story, uh, maybe tell her what brought him to this area, ask her what originally brought her to this area. You know, I'm just, and again, this is, this is because we're listening to this, we can come up with this stuff. But right. in the, I think he's doing a great job. My only suggestion is when you find this really dry saltine cracker that you're talking to, you're going to have to pump a little bit of juice into it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, and I think he did a, a great job. Like I said, yeah. Are there more questions he could have asked? But of course there's always more questions. And by the way, if you're a person who can't think of those questions that Dale just said, write them down and make a list of questions for yourself in case you're in a situation where you're like, I don't know what the hell to ask next. It's always, it's, you know, the, the beauty of it is um, real estate prospecting is an open book test. So use whatever resources you have in front of you. Um, have, a, have a list of questions. I always had a list of questions because I'm human and sometimes this thing doesn't work. <laughs> it goes blank, you know, it happens to all of us. Cheat, yeah. it's okay. I just thought of a new role play practice that we're going to do in my company as a result of this call. So we already do, actually, it's not brand new, but we already do some rapport work, right? Where you have to artificially practice rapport. Um, so in listening to this call, I'm definitely getting some ideas on how we can improve that exercise to, to work that muscle out so that somebody can switch quickly over to strictly rapport, right? And coming up with the questions that you probably don't actually care about, but you're going to ask them anyway because they're good at rapport building. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was the hardest part for me in getting into real estate. Small talk is not my favorite thing. As a matter of fact, it might be my least favorite thing. And literally, I had to sit down and go, what am I going to say to these people? Because remember this, guys, I used to put people in my car. You'd spend four hours with somebody with no break. You had to have some stuff to talk about. So learning those, you know, standard questions, if you will, it can be very, very powerful. Yeah. You know what? Um, here's what I, this is some advice that I would give. If you're having trouble coming up with rapport building questions to ask 
because you actually don't care. You're like me and probably like Brian because we don't care in a lot of cases. And that's okay. We don't have to care about every detail about every person because that's not how we're built. But think about it this way. What do people enjoy telling you about, right? They want to tell you about their dog, their cat, their kids, their vacations, their jobs, their goals, their employment, the, their neighborhood, their neighbors, their activities, right? Their hobbies. They want to tell you that story. People like telling that stuff about themselves, whether you care to hear about it or not. So if you need some questions, that's where you can find them. You know, you just kind of inspired me thinking about think and grow, not think and grow rich, uh, how to win friends and influence people. Like yep. Dale Carnegie tells a story in that book about how basically he goes around at a party, asks questions, says nothing about himself ever, really doesn't say anything outside of asking questions. And he gets all these letters about because it's the 30s. So people didn't email or call or text. They sent letters. But all right. these letters about what a great conversationalist he was. He didn't even talk outside of, hey, Dale, what do you do for a living? Oh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, cool. So, you know, just asking questions of curiosity. If if I could tell salespeople as a group one thing to learn, learn to be curious. Yes. And I, I'm kind of given a shortcut for it because when you say learn to be curious, it does imply you kind you of damn. care. Right. So what's the what's the what's the you know the the uh, cheater version of that where hey don't really care how can I appear curious ask people questions about stuff you know they want to tell you about yeah um, all right Brian I think we've uh, what do you think Are we we we're back in the swing for 2024 now I'm I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, I, I, I've not been this excited about real estate in a year and all the stuff that's going to happen in a long time. So it's just, I don't know, it feels positive. I feel like we've got kicked in the, in the gut for the last 18 months. And, uh, I, you know, it, it, I'm just excited that we're moving in the other direction and mindset is going to be so powerful for 2024. So absolutely. All right, man. Good seeing you. So everybody, thanks for joining us. Dale Archdegan, Brian Curtis for Cash Call. We'll be back again next week. Thanks, Dale. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com, and we'll be back again next week.